wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes! 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 For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Stupid idiot. Shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Party's over, Grandpa. Kane was there! Kane was there too! Yeah! No enhancement needed. This ain't Monday Night Raw! This fight's right! It's Wrestle Rant Radio. Merry belated Christmas, folks, and welcome back to Wrestle Rant Radio. Not only the final episode of 2019, but the final show of the goddamn decade of the 2010s. I am Graham G. Matthews for December 26, 2019. Not flying solo here today. I thought it was only appropriate to bring on someone who has appeared on almost uh, definitely more episodes than anyone else of Wrestle Rant Radio in the 2010s for over seven years, bringing us his insight, entertainment, the laughs. Mr. Goddamn fucking Marceau. Mr. Marceau, RJ, welcome back to the show, my friend. Thanks for having me back, GSM. I saw you were a bad boy this year and got a super showdown as a gift from Santa Claus. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I'm sure that I'm sure you kind of had an in with Santa Claus and you made sure that happened. Isn't that correct? Once I saw, I found out the car was broke down, I said, Super Showdown's the DVD for GSM this year. <laughs> So for some background, for some background here, people, I was going to be able to make it to Mr. Marceau's engagement party to Molly, who I, I I've known you guys almost since immediately right after you guys started dating when I met you five six years ago, and I was all excited to go with Alexis, and then the car broke down at the beginning of the month, and I still don't have it back as of this recording on the 26th, but I'm trying to get it back uh, before Raw. We're going to Raw, goddammit, it, in four days. It's Thursday as we speak. We're talking. Uh, I'm seeing you Monday, and I couldn't wait till Monday to record this show. We're breaking down the 2019 Year in Review Awards for WWE slash NXT. And I feel like I'm blessed. I'm being treated here as a Christmas miracle because I get to talk to you here on the phone last month to preview Survivor Series. We talked Survivor Series TakeOver War Games 3. Today we're talking the Year in Review Awards for 2019, and really the decade, to be honest. Um, and then next month we're talking the Royal Rumble for, uh, not, not the takeover. There's no takeover that weekend, but I think they announced it on NXT last night. They're doing Undisputed Air versus Imperium, right? At that Worlds Collide show, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they announced it last night. It's going to be Imperium versus Undisputed Era. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay, so we'll talk about that next month. But first and foremost, we're coming to you live for the 2019 Year in Review Awards. And we do this every single year. Uh, breaking down the male wrestler of the year, the female superstar of the year, tag team of the year, a um, few new polls as well. We had the women's tag team of the year. I know you voted almost as soon as I put up. I think you were like legit the first person to vote because I, I I sent you the link as soon as it fucking went up on the first. Is that is that right? Is that my right? Remember yeah, I was this? The first one that I, everything I hit was one hundred percent. So yeah, I was the first one to vote. Exactly. So you know it's rigged when Mr. Marceau is the first one to vote, and he is claiming that a few of these polls are rigged uh, because of my involvement. But we will soon see. I I do not. Find that to be the case, I will pledge guilty, or rather innocent on that one. I'm not guilty when it comes to biasing these polls. Um, but we're going to get started, nonetheless, real quickly, before we get we get to the polls, first and foremost. Uh, Mr. Marceau, at RJ underscore Marceau on the Twitter machine. 
What do you think about 2019 as the whole? We'll get into our year and review thoughts after the polls um, that were available on nextairwrestling.net all December long, as they have been since 2013. I think this was our seventh time doing this here on the show. Uh, but 2019, in a nutshell, RJ, where does it fall among your favorite, least favorite years in wrestling? Um, I'd probably say it falls kind of right in the middle, I would say. I mean, definitely wasn't the best year, but I wouldn't say it was the worst year either. Um, thought it started off kind of hot, kind of, kind of dragged throughout the middle of the year, and then I feel like Survivor Series is actually one of the better installments they've had in the last few years with the NXT involved. Um, but I would say it was a good year. I mean, WrestleMania I thought had its moments, but I mean, besides that, there was a, I wouldn't really say there was many pay per views I'd be like, oh, I have to go back and watch it because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of them were pretty forgettable. Um, but I would say it falls right in the middle. I wouldn't say it was the best year, but I wouldn't say it's the worst either. Any expectations for 2020 from from what we know right now? No WrestleMania for you next year, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. I won't be going. In Tampa. I heard a rumor the other day they might actually be going to Los Angeles, which is kind of cool. I don't know if I'd fly that far. I know we've discussed this before and you said you wouldn't go that far, but just an idea. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that would be a cool idea, but I mean, that was also a fucking hike to get there. Weren't you, uh, I mean, we obviously went to Vegas a couple months ago, and you were there, like, in October again, too, but weren't you in California for the for the World Series, or am I thinking of something yeah, else? Yeah, we, we went to L.A. for the World Series. Oh, shit, okay, so you've been to L.A. before, yeah, so that yeah, would be... that was the first time I've been. I mean, it just also, just kind of a, so it's kind of just a, I mean, New York's obviously a fucking pain in the ass, too. What, you don't but love New York? The traffic out there would be even worse. I thought you said you love New York. Hey, New York. Like, love going to WrestleMania, but just like a pain. They have everything so far away. Just a pain in the ass and everything. It's like, access and all that stuff downtown in Brooklyn. I was staying in New Jersey, so that, like, was a pain in the ass to get to. Mm-hmm. And then WrestleMania was easy for me to get to, but it was a pain in the ass for you to get to. So, I mean. Oh, yeah. No, it has its. It's not centralized. At least when we went to Orlando, like, we were, like, 10, 15 minutes from everything. Mm-hmm. And you could just Uber and it wouldn't cost an arm and a leg to get everywhere. Yeah, no, exactly. And you guys were able to go to... I don't. St- I still don't know how you did this, but you went to Disney the morning of WrestleMania then stayed for WrestleMania the entire thing, the full seven or eight hours or whatever it was, which is crazy. That was a fucking brutal day. <laughs> One of the most ambitious missions I think I've ever heard of in my entire life. But um, I thought you said you had a terrible time getting home from WrestleMania like I did. Or wait, no, you drove. You asshole. Yeah, I drove. Yeah, Mister. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm like, I'm thinking like, oh, my, my travel is terrible. RJ's probably having a tough time getting home too. And he's like, nope, just drove home in ten minutes. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Well, I mean, we also didn't wait around too often. Like, right when the Becky saw uh, Ronda and Charlotte match started, we started. We watched for like probably like the first three or four minutes, then we started walking down to like the hundred level concourse and just watched. There was like an opening in the side, so we just watched the match, the rest of the match from there. Mm-hmm. And once you won, we just fucking jetted for the door, and then just left. I mean, I knew I was gonna. If you, if I waited any longer, I'd sit in traffic all night, which just wasn't gonna happen. It was one of those Hell in the Cell 2016 deals where you were like one, two, three, see a GSM or like let's go Molly, like that type of deal. Basically, once they counted three, and we just ran. <laughs> Nothing will ever beat Hell in the Cell. I don't think I've ever seen you walk out of, out of an arena faster than you did for Hell in the Cell 2016, which I know was your favorite pay-per-view that you went to this decade. Yeah, that was probably the worst one. Honestly, probably the worst one this decade. I was honestly so mad. <laughs> that was a terrible um, show. I was just like, I'm ready to go. Like, fuck this shit. That show was so bad. But we'll, we'll get to that at the end when we talk about like the, the best of the decade overall. 
But um, first of all, first uh, the 2019 Year in Review Awards. We have first up here the. We'll start from the bottom and work our way up. We'll start with the 2019 WWE Network Show of the Year. Um, a lot of good shows this year. A lot of the same ones from last year. I think I only switched out <clears throat> maybe one or two because we had no May Young Classic this year, which I think usually wins. But there was no May Young Classic. Um, I switched out something else. Instead, we had Worlds Collide, WWE 24, which we've had for years, Table for Three, WWE Untold, WWE Chronicle, and WWE Photoshoot. Um, obviously, running away with this poll was the 44.83% with uh, WWE 24. Um, no real surprise there. I mean, Worlds Collide was only around for a little bit. They did a tournament over Rumble Weekend, and then they brought it back after Mania for Mania Weekend. Um, they had, like, dream matches and shit like that. It was pretty cool with all, you know, 205 Live NXT, NXT UK. Um, I thought I would throw that in there. But other than that, I figured 24 would win this with ease. So uh, your thoughts, Mr. Marceau, on 24 winning this poll and any um, remarkable 24 specials you've seen this year? Um, I'm not surprised. I mean, that's the one I voted for. It's like the only one I kind of, other than the actual wrestling, is kind of the only one I really kind of venture off and watch. Um, I thought they were pretty good. They had six this year. Um, I, enjoy, I always enjoy the WrestleMania ones. Those ones are always fun when you go. Uh, behind the scenes a little bit. That one was good. Really enjoyed the Becky Lynch one as well as the Trish Stratus one. So um, I think that I think they do great with these every year. So I wouldn't say I was too surprised at one. Yeah, I've yet to see a bad one. Uh, like you said, we had six this year, which is kind of crazy. But they did one like once a month a couple months ago. Like over the summer, they had a Batista one. They had a Kofi Kingston one. They had the Becky one, like you said. They did one on Ronda, WrestleMania. <clears throat> and then the Trish one, like you said, which they did a couple months ago, which was also really, really good, I thought. Um, I think actually earlier this month. Yeah, those are always great. No real surprise there. Not much more room for discussion when it comes to that one. Uh, WWE Network Special of the Year. Now, this one's always tough. To put out, to put the options up, not, just, not really to vote, because some of these were really fucking easy. But, like, to put the options up. So I try to put up, like, two or three NXT shows in NXT UK this year as well. Because we had our, our first two NXT UK takeovers. And then three main roster pay-per-views. The issue this year, I mean, you said this earlier, there weren't many great pay-per-views. Like, there was not one show this year that I don't think I can go back and say, hey, that was the show of the year, hands down. For the main roster, anyway. Um, the three that I included were WrestleMania 35, which we were at. So I'm biased if I voted for that one. But I thought it was a good show. It was one of the better manias in recent years. And like you said, when we discussed it back in April, um, I thought it was better than 33 on the whole. Do you still stand by that, or are you have you gone back on that statement? No, I would definitely, I would still, I would probably say, I mean, the, how the year planned out, I mean, I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, well, Kofi got beat in two seconds. But, I mean, he had a really good run. Mm-hmm. Becky's had a great year. I mean, I would say, I'd still say it was better than 33. I, that Undertaker of Roman Reigns match, I just can't get over. It I was a bad main event, yeah. That match sucked, and I just, like, that's kind of like... And then the other big matches, like, Goldberg and Lesnar was good. Mm-hmm. But it kind of didn't, like... It was a good match for what it was, but it doesn't, like... It didn't really do anything for anyone involved. I mm-hmm. mean, it just gave Brock the title back. And then Bray and Randy Warren was just... I mean, looking... looking I think I, I think I watched it back a couple weeks ago, and just the match just sucked. I mean... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I would say 35 is definitely better than 33. And I was ranking the pay-per-views from this year, and I noted when I put up WrestleMania as the show of the year for 2019, because Survivor Series was great, too. I put that here in the poll. For WrestleMania, you got to think, too, that the main event was better, but 
that, I mean, not that Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky was like the match of the year. I didn't put that in the poll. It wasn't even close. It was a good match, but it wasn't like a, an amazing match, you know? Um, but that being said, they it, I, I would think it was the best WrestleMania main event since probably 31. Because 32, they had Triple H and Roman, which was fucking boring as shit. They had 33, as you mentioned, Taker and Roman, which sucked. Um, and then 34 was Roman and Brock, which also sucked. So would you say it was probably the best Mania main event since uh, Roman and Brock four years ago, five years ago? Easily. I mean, I thought, I mean, everyone, I think, just, I mean, was the match the greatest of all time? No. I don't think anyone's saying that. I mean, the ending was kind of shit, but I mean, you can't just run it back at that point. I mean, it, it was a little botch at the end. And mm. I mean, I still think the match was good overall. And. I mean, it got Becky way over for being the one to pin Ronda Rousey, so... I mean, and I'm glad that Charlotte didn't win, so... I mean, that was good enough. I mean, like you said, that Triple H and Roman Reigns match... <laughs> freaking Roman and Undertaker sucked, and then... <laughs> was it Brock and Roman again? I yep. mean, yeah. it was easily the best one since Brock and Roman won from uh, 31. Yeah, no, that was a great match. Great show. 35, I thought was a good show overall. <laughs> Um, best main roster show of the year, I would say, which I'm not surprised that it beat out the other two candidates, which included SummerSlam, which got 1.61% of the votes. Which, I can't say I'm surprised, GSM. No, I can't say I'm surprised, but I feel like that's almost worse than getting 0%, because there were some other options and other polls that got 0 and this got 1%, and I'm not even sure how that's possible. That means maybe one person voted on it, I'm not even sure, um, but that that's that's pretty bad. I thought it was a good show. I enjoyed SummerSlam, but I don't think anyone's saying that it was the best show of the year. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't the show of the year. Sur- I would say a very terrible show. I just looked back because I just saw it on there how low it got and had to look up back the car because I couldn't even tell you what happened. If you can't remember what it is, then you know it's not the show of the year. Then it's not like yeah. the best pay-per-view of the year. It wasn't egregiously bad like Hell in the Cell or like the Crown Jewel shows, that amazing Super Showdown DVD that I got the other day for Christmas. But it, it was, it, I thought it was a good show, but it wasn't all that memorable. Um, and then I put down Survivor Series. You mentioned this earlier. I thought it was one of the better installments in recent years. The involvement of NXT really made that show. They went over strong in the end. Uh, very good matches. The main event I thought was a disappointment, but everything else was really good, though. Um, that got 11.29% of the votes. WrestleMania got 12.9% of the votes. And then for the other three options, I mean, this again, this one ran away with the votes. Um, TakeOver New York, which we were there for. Again, biased, maybe. But um, it was the show of the year. Like, there's no doubt about it. Winning with 51.61% of the votes. And then other runner, uh, runner-ups included TakeOver 25, which we also went through the very next month. Very unusual that we go to two back-to-back TakeOvers, but it happened. Uh, that got 12.9% of the votes. And then uh, NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. I like the Blackpool show. I really thought the Cardiff show was one of the best shows of the entire year. And I know we discussed that over when it happened a couple months ago. And I know you're not a big NXT UK guy, um, but even you had said you enjoyed the show as well. I thought that was one of the best shows all year. Um, I think that should have gotten more votes. I thought it was better than any of the main roster pay-per-views. In 25, it's up there. 25 was a great show too, but that TakeOver show in the UK was fucking awesome, and I'm hoping that the next one they do in January, and I think um, I think Blackpool as well. Um, is going to be great as well. But TakeOver New York, there really was no other option to vote for here. That had to win. Top to bottom, I, I told you this at the time, but the best wrestling show I have been to, like not even probably, I have been to, period. 
Um, we had that amazing main event, Gargano Cole, Gargano becoming champion, Matt Riddle, Velveteen Dream, that awesome Aleister Black, Ricochet, War Raiders tag team match, the four-way women's match. Um, was that everything? I feel like there was one. Oh, no, wait. Well, yeah, what was the other match? There were the four title matches, and then what else was there? Not a women's match? Fuck, I feel like I'm going to be pissed if I don't remember. Do you remember what the fifth match on that show was? On, on TakeOver 25? No, on New York. New York, it was... Uh... It was the fourth... Oh, 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 De- Dunn and Walter. Dunn and Walter, that's what it was. Yeah, Dunn and Walter. When you said uh, UK wrestling sucks and then you were going to get hung by the, by the rafters. I remember that. Now I remember. How do you forget? <laughs> um, you're lucky you're still here. Those That WrestleMania rowdy crowd almost fucking pinned you from the wall for that comment. Jesus Christ. The, the, the UK wrestling sucks comment is like the new equivalent of Dynamite isn't worth watching or AEW sucks. God, if you say that at any AEW show that we go to, I'm surprised you didn't say it in Boston. You would have been... They almost slipped out a couple times. <laughs> you would have not have made it to this show to record because they would have just eaten you alive. But, um, yeah, no, I thought New York was a great show. Great match there, too, with Dunn and Walter. Uh, that winning again with 51.61% of the votes. And, uh, yeah, we were fortunate enough to say that we were at three of these shows. We were at New York, we were at 25, and we were at WrestleMania 35. They were all very good shows, but New York running away with this poll. I would say the greatest takeover they've ever done, and again, the greatest show I've ever been to, hands down, no hyperbole, that's just a fact. Um, So your thoughts, Mr. Marceau, on the New York show winning, and your experience of being at the event over WrestleMania weekend? Well, I mean, I can't say I'm surprised. I mean, that was a really good show that we went to. Uh, I remember I Ubered by myself from Jersey to meet up with you and Alexis. It was a fun show. I mean, mm-hmm. I think maybe maybe the middle that Walter and Pete Dunn match was so freaking long. I mean, it was I a long match. Point, yeah. I honestly was starting to get a little exhausted at that point, but I mean, still was a really good match. I just really enjoyed the show, but definitely, I thought it was it was a really good show, and I thought WrestleMania actually held its held its own pretty well. But like you said before, I think it was probably the best show I've ever been to. Is it? I mean, it's got to be the best takeover, the take uh, best takeover they've ever done, too, right? Yeah, I would say. I mean, that New Orleans show from the uh, WrestleMania 34 weekend was really good as well. Um, but I thought all five of these matches were all really good. Um, and yeah, yeah, I thought that definitely was probably the best show I've ever been to. Yeah, no, it was an amazing show. Like you said, I think the issue with um. Being there, I mean, being there was amazing, and again, I don't regret it at all. It was the show, that, the best show I've ever been to, like you said. But um, Alexis was fucking tired, dude. She was about to fall asleep at that show. Not because it was a bad show, but because we were out since, like, I dragged her to a Zack Ryder, <laughs> Kurt Hawkins autograph signing at, like, 8 a.m. in the morning that day, so she was beyond tired. Didn't, didn't Hawkins sign your belt? Jesus, don't tell the listeners. I'm going to get fucking hung from the rafters for having him sign my IC title belt, even though he never held the goddamn thing. Him and X-Pac both. The two-time Hall of Famer X-Pac. Yeah, it's so bad. That's stupid. (laughs) It's so disappointing. Anyway, um, great show. Love the event. Looking forward to the next one. Um, Well, the next takeover you'll probably go to is the Boston one, likely, right? Over SummerSlam weekend next year? Hopefully. I mean, that, that should be the plan. I mean... I'd probably go to that over SummerSlam. I'm kind of... Yeah. Uh, NXT's going to be, one, probably cheaper, and two, just the NXT shows are always better. No, I agree. I don't know if we'll... Do, I don't think we'll do the whole thing this year. If anything, we might go to just two shows, but <clears throat> I think we might just go to TakeOver because TakeOver's never disappoint. We've been to... Uh, oh, God, I don't know. I don't even know. We've been to maybe 
five. We went to New York, 25 this year alone. We were at the Philly one last year. You didn't go to the Chicago one with me last year. You went to Money in the Bank, though. So you went, we went to those three. Um, you were at the Orlando one over 34 weekend, or 33 weekend, my bad. Was that your first takeover? I think so, right? Yes. So, yeah, you've been to those four? I think me and you went to a, house show, a couple house shows before then, but... That was the first takeover I went to. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. So we've been to four, you've been to four takeovers. Okay, that was a great show. Um, anyway, moving along here, we'll go to... Let's see, what was the next poll? Feud of the Year. I thought I put in a lot of good options here, not to pat myself on the back. I thought there were a lot of good options to choose from. Not You know, some not-so-good ones, too. But um, real quick, we had Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey from earlier this year. Could have included Charlotte, sure, but the real feud is Becky and Ronda, so I included that over the three-way one. Kofi and Brian also on the road to WrestleMania. Brock and Seth also on the road to WrestleMania. Uh, so three WrestleMania feuds in one. And a lot of those, I mean, Brock and Rollins extended to the summer. And then we had Owens and Shane, um, which, you know, was good. Then it wasn't good. And it, it kept going back and forth. Johnny and Adam Cole. Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole from NXT. And then Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai. Um, I mean, it, it's tough, dude. I thought this one was a tough one, to be honest with you. Um, to vote for myself, but uh, the ultimate winner was with 34.43%. I think this was the closest one of them all, um, looking at them now. We've had some close ones in the past that were closer than this, but this was still pretty close. Um, Gargano and Cole with 34%, and then in the, the, the runner-ups were tied at 22.95%. Becky and Ronda, and then Kofi and Bryan. Um, again, two WrestleMania feuds. And then we had Brock and Rollins at 3.2%, Kevin and Shane at 8.2%, and Candice and Io also at 8.2%. I'm honestly a little disappointed that Candice and Io didn't get higher. I think if, if I was to vote, that's what I would have voted for because I thought that was a great feud. But it's hard to vote against Johnny and Adam just because they had the best series of matches in, like, WWE history. You know what I mean? So, um, I can see why that won, but... What did you vote for here, Mr. Marceau? I thought this was a toss-up. Uh, I actually voted for Becky and Ronda. Okay. Uh, I just thought, like, like I said, Cole and Gargano definitely had the best, the best matches. But, I mean, that Ronda-Becky feud was, like, the hottest thing for, like, a, a while. Like, mm-hmm. leading up to WrestleMania, it was getting hot. Raw, they were all over Raw. I mean, like you said, the match wasn't the greatest. But, I mean, I thought their actual feud was probably probably the best. Mm-hmm. Um Kofi and Brian was good as well. Shane and Kevin at a point was good, and then I'm just like over it. Uh, Shane and Lesnar or Seth and Lesnar was just eh, and I really did enjoy uh, EO and Candice. I probably I would probably say there was nothing really on the line during it, so that's probably why I didn't get as much votes as it probably should have. Mm-hmm. But it still was a really good feud for just a regular single off feud that had nothing really at stake. And I included that because I thought they had... I mean, the feud was good, too, and the, and the heel turn from EO was great. But the match they had in Toronto, I thought was the best women's match. I'm thinking now back in my head. I think that was the best women's match in WWE I've seen all year. Is that accurate? Mm, I really enjoyed Be- Becky and Sasha from Hell in a Cell. Oh, okay, I mean, okay. That was also out of stipulation, so I mean, I feel yep. like the, I kind of negate those. One-on-one match, I definitely say Candice and Io was the best. 
Um, but I would say the best match, I would say, was Becky and Sasha for the women. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. They had a great match, too. And that one had a championship on the line, so it has a bit of an edge. But, uh, no, that was a great match, too. But, uh, you know, Becky and Ronda had a great feud. They were all over Raw, like you said. Because of how hot their feud was, they main event the WrestleMania. So there is something to be said for that. Kofi and Bryan had a great payoff. Uh, Brock and Rollins I really just included because it lasted so long. Really, from the beginning of the road to WrestleMania through SummerSlam. So that's why I put it in there. And then Owens and Shane, like you said, at one point was good. And I put it in there over Miz and Shane, who had a good feud early on, but then it completely fell off a fucking cliff. At least Owens and Shane had a better payoff with Owens winning. Um, the Miz and Shane one never really had much of a payoff. The Owens and Shane one did. And the matches weren't terrible, so that's why I included that. But um, yeah, Gargano and Cole winning with 34%. I can't say I agree, but I can't say I disagree either, but... Uh, that's funny you say you voted for Becky and Ron, and I said Candice and Io, and then the Gargano-Cole one ended up winning. Shocker of the year, speaking of shockers, um, the candidates included Brock Lesnar winning Money in the Bank, uh, which was, I, I was there for that one, though, I thought that was a great moment. Bailey be, uh, betraying Becky Lynch from that episode of Raw in, I think, September, I think it was, that was when that happened. Uh, John Cena coming back as the Doctor of Thugonomics at WrestleMania 35. Kane Velasquez debuting on SmackDown on the premiere on Fox. Finn Balor turning heel um, on that November episode of NXT a few months ago. And then Walter ending Pete Dunne's 685-day reign as WWE United Kingdom Champion. Um, kind of a lopsided poll here. Um, there was a close runner-up, but the winner ended up being Finn Balor turning heel with 41.94% of the votes. Then the closest thing else that came after it was Brock winning the Money in the Bank, which, honestly, though, people will shit on it, but the criteria here is that it has to be shocking, and nobody saw that coming. So I could see why Finn Balor won, and I, I, I would have voted for the Finn Balor one winning, for the Finn Balor turning heel one, just because that was also very shocking and even better because it made for a great moment. The Brock one, people shat all over it, but I thought it was cool. I know you liked it, too. Um, but I thought we had a lot of good, shocking moments this year. Like, even Bailey betraying Becky, which got 4.4, or rather, 4.84% of the votes. No one saw that coming either. Walter beating Pete Dunne was probably, shockingly, the least shocking of all. Um, Cena coming back as Dr. Thugonomics, 9.68%. And then Kane debuting on SmackDown. Velasquez, that is, 6.45%. Uh, yeah, but a pretty shocking year overall. Your thoughts, Mr. Marceau? Um, on the year um, that was WWE in the shocking moments. I agree with you on that one. I did vote for Brock Lesnar, though. I mean, I know people did shit all over it, but I mean, at the time, I like, I kind of lost my mind. I was so, so, I was so shocked. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the Finn Balor one, I mean, I think it, I, a lot of these two, I feel like since it just happened, a lot of people just think of it. Sure. It's like, don't really remember, like, Brock hasn't been on TV in months. I mean, you don't even think about him winning Money in the Bank. It feels so long ago when that happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, Finn just turned like a month ago. Um, Walter ending Pete Dunne. I mean, I feel like that was kind of a foregone collusion. Cena's Doctor Stungonomics was a cool moment, definitely. Um, Kane Velasquez, honestly, oh, cares. And then who Bailey, cares? Bailey <laughs> turning heel was actually kind of shocking because I feel like we kind of ever never thought she'd actually turn heel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they had a, good, a lot of shockers this year, but I would definitely say I thought Lesnar's was more shocking, especially at a bigger level. Like Balor's was big, but I mean. They had to change. It couldn't just be the same guy that he was on the main roster. No, I agree. I didn't think the Balor... I No one saw the Balor thing coming, but with Brock. I mean, he was only gone for a month. 
but he came back. I just watched the moment back on YouTube the other day because I have the video of it. I think it actually might have gotten booted from YouTube. I don't remember. I thought it maybe it, it got like over 200,000 hits on my channel, which was crazy. But um, I was watching back when it happened and how when he came out, because Ali was climbing the ladder and then Brock's music hits and everyone freaked the fuck out. Like, holy, people were pissed. But they were still surprised at the end of the day. And I was freaking out because I thought it was cool as hell. Um, I don't agree with putting the belt back on Brock three times this year. But um, it was still a great moment. Very shocking. And uh, yeah, never thought I would see Brock as Mr. Money in the Bank, let alone in the ladder match. So I thought that was cool. Uh, that, that one's definitely a toss-up. Most disappointing wrestler of the year. I mean, I put six here, but you can include like 20. I mean, they have such a big roster that there's... Obviously, I mean, we've made the argument before that it's like it's hard to push everyone at the same time. Um, like Cedric, I mean, I could have put him in here because he kind of got off to a nice start and then got buried after a while and a few others. Alistair Black, um, I actually put in the original, um, I actually put in this category originally, but I ended up putting him with the newcomers because, you know, he, overall he didn't have a bad year, but they could have done a lot more with him. But I almost put him in this category. But it ended up coming down. It ended up coming down to EC3, Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman, The Miz, Cesaro, and Elias. Uh, winning the poll with 38.71% was easily, undoubtedly, unsurprisingly, EC3. I'm actually kind of shocked that Bobby Lashley came in second with 27.42% uh, of the votes. That was a bit surprising just because I don't think many people really expected much from Lashley in 2019. But when you consider where he started as Intercontinental Champion then ended in this awful feud with Lana and Rusev, um, it is kind of disappointing. Strowman, what the fuck more can be said? I mean, the guy's a fucking loser. If the guy can't beat Nakamura for the championship at some point, I mean, he already is a loser, but he'll be more of a loser than he already is. Uh, the Miz, I included him here because he got off great as a babyface and he was really over. And then he lost that feud to Shane multiple times. Lost multiple matches to Shane McMahon. Never recovered. Never really had one memorable feud in the remainder of the year. Um, Cesaro, he had 8.06% of the votes. Not that it was overly disappointing, just because I mean, not many people expected much from Cesaro. Though they could have done more with him, though, when he broke off on his own post-bar. Um, and then we had Elias of 4.84% of the votes. Um, I thought they could have done more with him. He was really over a year ago. He came into 2019 pretty popular as a babyface. And then they proceeded to do absolutely nothing with the guy by turning him back heel, you know, only a few short months later. Uh, but your thoughts, Mr. Marceau, on EC3 winning the poll with 38%. And then the other disappointing candidates of the uh, of the year as well. This is easily their most rigged, rigged poll out of all of them. <laughs> What, what were we going to say, Braun Strowman? Unless you have no brains in your head, I don't know how the <laughs> fuck EC3 got one. Like, what, the most disappointing wrestler, what do you expect of him, though? That was a loser going into the year. I don't know. I don't wow. Vote at all. I mean, I, what did you really expect him to do? I don't know. I don't understand how he won. I, I, I voted for Strowman, obviously. Guy literally is all, they pump him up just to lose. I mean, I definitely say he's the most disappointing. Bobby Lashley, like, he's been hurt half the year, and now he's fucking getting married next week i got my blazer ready for raw <laughs> uh, but besides that like miz like you said started off hot but kind of faltered cesaro it's kind of back to where he normally is and elias yeah but i think Strowman's like at least Strowman, like i expect him to be good and then he just sucks so i mean ec3 i didn't expect him to be good at all so that's why i wasn't 
I wouldn't say I was most disappointed because I already knew he was gonna suck. But, that's your that's your uh, own fault though, because with Strowman, the guy was already lo- how many times have we had this discussion over the last two years? Like this was the case. Eventually, I can feel it. What'd you say? They're gonna push him eventually. Jeez, this is one of those fucking kids who holds out hope. You make fun of me for holding out hope with certain people. I'm still hoping for it. You, you sound like one of those people that sounds like that that says Cesaro is gonna win a world championship at some point. Like. People, it's okay. not going to happen. There's a better chance of Strowman winning a world championship than Cesaro. No, 100%, 100%, but, like, it comes to a certain point where I just don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's I, I feel like I've gotten to that point with Braun now where I just, like, <laughs> Alexis hates Braun Strowman. She hates Braun Strowman, and that, that kills you because I know you're a big fan of his. And I, I got to, you know, honestly, RJ, I got to give you credit because you've been a big Braun guy since the get-go. Like, I don't know, maybe from the Wyatt family days, because I think you were pooping on the idea of him and Undertaker WrestleMania the same way that I was. Or no, wait, are we, were oh, no, you... No, 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 I wrote on the fucking website how they should do Strowman and Undertaker. Okay, I thought you wrote about how they shouldn't do it, so you were praising even then. Oh, love the black sheep. <laughs> I remember sending you that Vince McMahon Braun Strowman gif. Remember that, that like 30 second gif where they show it's Braun... It's amazing, it's so funny. <laughs> I love that gif. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I don't know how he, I don't know. Like I said, I didn't really expect anything from EC3, so that's why I, was, I didn't vote for him because I didn't expect him to do anything. He's the top 1%. Yeah, top 1% of main event. <laughs> People did expect him to do more. I mean, I'm not saying he was going to go to Raw or SmackDown and become champion, but, like, why even bother calling the guy up? Not that he was a champion in NXT or anything, not like it was Adam Cole. But, like, they could have done a lot more with him. And you know the story. He faced Dean Ambrose. The crowd didn't really care because they already botched his debut. Um, And people were kind of siding with Ambrose because he was already on his way out. It was just a bad situation. Um, But, yeah, and and they've just... the, The guy isn't even on Raw. He's just been on main event all year. They've done nothing with him. So I'm not surprised he won. I'm not surprised the top 1% got 38% of the votes. Braun came in third, actually, behind Bobby. I'm very surprised that Bobby won more than Braun, but I feel like a lot of people agree with me that Braun was already disappointed coming into the year. He was supposed to win the world title how many times last year? Three or four, and he lost every single time? It's ridiculous. Why do you have to remind me, GSM? The monster among men. The monster among disappointments is what he should be called. Wow. Yeah, he, he literally... He'll be one of my par bears when I die, so you can let me down one more time. <laughs> uh, that's actually that's a great line. You sound like Jerry Lawler saying stuff like that, but um, that's a bad comparison. You don't want to be compared to Lawler. But I was gonna say that um, it is Braun Strowman. I was thinking this recently. Is Braun the new Bray Wyatt, where he never wins when it matters most, or is that Samoa Joe? And a lot of people say that about Joe too. Uh, I'd say it's more Strowman. He's had like a thousand championship <laughs> matches, not won one. Does he win the Intercontinental Championship coming up or no? Who cares? Who cares? Nakamura's been the most... wins are cool, but, like, he's better than that. That's the issue. Yeah. I mean, the new title they debuted and people, like, were so excited about, and they've just done nothing with the new design since they debuted a month ago because Nakamura just isn't fucking tag team matches every single week. Is that the title we're talking about here? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I hope he wins it, but, like, does it really matter if he wins it? Probably not. No, definitely not. It, it'll go over like a fart in church. I know that's one of Mr. Marceau's favorite lines. A fart in fucking church it'll go over as. Newcomer of the year on the other on the other side of things. 
Um, we had a plenty of fresh faces on the main roster in 2019. I didn't include any new guys in NXT. Um, I just kind of included people who debuted on the main roster for the WWE. I could have included, like... I mean, we had Kushida. Who else debuted in, on, in NXT this year? Damian Priest? Who else debuted in NXT in 2019? Oh, my God. Don't even bring him in this list. <laughs> who else did we get, though, in 2019? Uh, I don't even remember. We had Kushida, Priest... Lee was already there. Dominic Dijakovic had just made the cut in 2018. Tegan Knox. Yeah, Tegan Knox. I can. I. I would include Tegan Knox. She was already a part of NXT, but she never wrestled on NXT. Ripley. I guess Rip. Um. Yeah, Ripley. Ripley too. But the weird thing is, like, does that really constitute as a debut if we've already seen her in NXT UK? Like, that's where things kind of get weird. So that's why I didn't include that type of shit. But anyway, for the newcomers, I included Ricochet. Alistair Black, Lacey Evans, Kyrie Sane, Cedric Alexander, and Buddy Murphy in the polls. We had our first big fat Seto. Seto Miedo for, for Cedric Alexander. Zero percent of people voted for Cedric as the newcomer of the year. Wow, really? What a shocker. The same guy that got a U.S. title shot multiple times and lost every fucking time. Never won anything of importance. They pushed him for a cup of literal coffee on the main roster, before bouncing him right back down the main event. Fucking Buddy Murphy got more percent of the votes. He actually came in second. I was shocked with that one. Uh, you know, Buddy, I don't really include his time on 205 Live as the Cruiserweight Champion. I'm really surprised Buddy got 17% of the votes, because he didn't do much either. He went to SmackDown, was not even on the show until fucking August, beat Daniel Bryan, had a great match with Roman and Ali, disappeared again, and again, I think, like what you were saying earlier, RJ, with like, oh, you know, the newer things, uh, things that recently happened, people are more prone to vote for, or, you know, more prone to vote yeah. for, because it's still fresher in their mind. This is a case of that, because he's been winning a lot lately on Raw, but what is that, the past month or two? Like, other than that, the guy's done nothing on the main roster, so I thought that was kind of stupid. Um, Lacey getting 11%. I mean, she didn't really win anything this year, but she's exceeded expectations. The Becky feud is fine. She's gotten over as a babyface recently. I would have given her more percent of the votes. Kyrie Sane getting 4% is one of the most egregious things I've ever seen. She's been a fucking tag team champion for months. They weren't doing much with her initially, but she's gotten over, though, and she's been a great heel, so I'm very surprised by that. Um, Aleister Black, again, not surprised, 12% of the votes. And then winning Ricochet with 53.2%, 53.23% of the votes was the former United States champion. And he's another guy that, honestly, it's really like the lesser of multiple evils here because even Ricochet, I feel like they could have done more with him. He's lost, I think he's won more matches than he's won, won more matches than he lost, rather, on Raw. But um, it's one of those things where they really haven't done as much with him as they could. Like, we were big Ricochet guys in NXT, and I was a big fan of him, too. And I we still are. But, like, he was champion for a month, and they haven't really done much with him, you know? So I'm kind of surprised that... I mean, I guess I'm not surprised that he won. I'm happy he won. It, it makes sense that he won. But even he feels like they could have done more with him in 2019 in the main roster. Oh, easily. Um, but no, I, I mean, look, I voted for Ricochet. I thought he was kind of the clear, obvious winner there. Um... Will, I will say I'm very, very surprised Buddy Murphy won, though. Or came in second. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I expected him to be second. Mm -hmm. Lacey Evans basically tied with Aleister Black. I would say it was kind of shocking as well. Yeah. 
Kyrie, I kind of, like you said, you kind of shot that Kyrie got only 4.7 or whatever the voting was, 4%. Mm-hmm. But, like, you said, she literally didn't, she came up the roster with for Kabuki Warriors. They were on SmackDown for, like, two weeks. Then they did nothing for them for, like, three months, and then they came back. The recent tag team stuff's been great. Um, I feel like they've kind of revitalized the division a little bit, not like it really means much anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she has, they have been doing very well with, with the new heel work for them. Um, but I can see why she didn't get as much voting. I would, I'm sure honestly shot she got less than fucking Lacey Evans. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like you said, her match with Beck was okay, but I wouldn't say they set the world on fire at all. And then Cedric Alexander, poor guy, can't even get pushed on Raw, and he can't even get pushed on the next era wrestling <laughs> end of the year award. It's going to get one vote, like... <laughs> Yikes, that's bad. I feel bad for the guy. But Ricochet, like you said, I think he was clear winner there. Um, he should be doing a lot more. I don't know. Like, he's kind of in that purgatory of he should be a main event guy, but they're kind of stuck in the in the mid-card right now. And then actually my dad just came in and said Alistair Black sucks, so I'm surprised he got the, as much void as he did. Papa Marceau pooping on Alistair Black. What did, you're talking about the same guy that loves Braun Strowman, the biggest loser in the world, but hates Alistair Black. He, yeah, he hates Alistair Black, hates Buddy Murphy, too. <laughs> what, so he's going to be tuning out during that match on Raw this week when we're there? Yep. Jesus. That was the best match on TLC, and he, poop, he probably poop all over it. <laughs> hates both of them. He said they both suck. Jesus, how good of a time did uh, Papa Marceau have at the engagement party, or was he even there? Oh, he had fun. He had fun? Did he have any drinks? Uh, yeah, I had a couple. Like it, like it. Can't wait to meet Papa Marceau one of these days. But yeah, Ricochet winning, not surprising at all. Um, I don't really think they've really done much with him. I mean, he's won a lot of matches, but like, how much do they really mean? Like, when you're beating guys, like, who did he beat this week? Fucking Tony Nese? Like, does that even really matter? Like, it's, it's not like he's beating main event guys. He's winning matches, but he's not winning main event matches, if that makes sense. Um, he hasn't really had a feud since he lost to AJ at SummerSlam. Um, he's been on pay-per-views and stuff, but he's really just been, like you said, I think purgatory is the, the best word to use here because he hasn't really done anything, uh, I can, as far as I can remember, recently. But he is. No, no, Ricochet. Well, I mean, Alistair for a while, they're doing those stupid vignettes on SmackDown. Like, he didn't even wrestle for like two months. Like, who's knocking on my door? And nothing came out of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm surprised he didn't get more, but still, I mean, he wasn't going to win, and nor should he have. Like I said, they almost put him in the most disappointing category of the year. Just because he is another guy they should have done. We can say that about Ricochet, Alistair Black. It's like it's a fact. Like, they, they just, I mean, the guy was the guy in NXT. Like, wasn't he your favorite at one point? Like, your number one? Or, that, that was always Gargano. But he was close, though. Yeah. Did, did you ever think about putting maybe McIntyre in your most disappointing? I just thought of that. Yes, I did, actually. I almost put... I probably should have put McIntyre in over Cesaro. Um, just because I think he was primed to do a lot more this year. I mean, the guy had a WrestleMania match with Roman Reigns. But he never... I can't remember a single pay-per-view match he won in 2019. I know he got hurt for a few months... But that's like, I mean, the guy was with Shane for a while. People were thinking he was going to win the Rumble. And then he lost to Roman. He lost to the Shield multiple times. He lost in the King of the Ring. He got hurt. The feud with Shane did nothing for him. He got pinned by Taker at that pay-per-view. Um, I think he was one of the first people gone at Survivor Series. Hasn't done a lot lately. Beating fucking Zack Ryder. Who cares? 
Um, yeah, that that's actually a great point. I almost put him in there. I probably should have over Cesaro because um, his 2019 was a very lackluster compared to what it could have been. But um, hopefully he has a better 2020 ahead too. Uh, speaking of returns and whatnot, and when you know McIntyre came back a couple months ago, good to see him back. But I did not include him for my return of the year. Instead, I put in Roman Reigns from the February 25th episode of Raw when he came back from the leukemia thing, announced that he was uh, in remission, which was cool. So I included that. The Undertaker from the night after WrestleMania, which I thought was awesome, but it ended up getting zero percent of the vote. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Zero, dude. Take a return, what, how many times? Twice this year? Two, three times? Nobody voted for the guy. I think that just goes to show that that that's one of those things where they went to the well one too many times and people just don't care anymore. Like, it was a great moment, but that was it. It wasn't a return of a run. Like, he had that one thing with Elias on that show, and I think it really just kind of stands out because there really wasn't much else that happened on the show. Um, I also forgot to mention this too, the newcomer of the year, not newcomer, but like most disappointing. I was going to put in Lars Sullivan, by the way, a name that people probably aren't thinking of right now and haven't in months, but, um, he got hurt. So I didn't put him in there because it, it wouldn't be fair to him, but, uh, return of the year again, Roman taker Bray Wyatt from the July 15th episode of raw. When he came back as the fiend for the first time in a year, the first time in 11 months, he was back on raw. So I put that on there. Sasha Banks, um, the night after SummerSlam on Raw August 12th, um, when she came back as a heel. Tommaso Ciampa, I fucking know you voted for that one. Unless I could be completely wrong here, but I'm almost positive you voted for that one. And then, uh, let's see, that was from the October 2nd episode of NXT. What was the last one? I wrote, you know, I, was, I almost put Finn Balor from that same show, but I wanted to add some variety. So I have him in my document here, but... Um, in that spot, instead, I put Kevin Owens uh, from NXT TakeOver War Games 3. And shockingly, that came in second. That came in in second, at, at second, with 20.63% of the votes. Very surprising. Wasn't like a return from injury, but it was a return to NXT. And it was an amazing moment, made for a great match in the War Games main event. People went nuts for it. Very surprised. Very surprised that got second, though. Um, I mean, the guy fucking beat the dude who had cancer, and he came back, and, and Roman came in second to last. People don't care about his, his big cancer comeback story. That's pretty shitty. Uh, Roman coming in second, I was kind of surprised by that, too. Sasha, 12.7% of the votes. Tommaso, 17.46% uh, of the votes. Running away with it once again, Bray Wyatt, with 41.27, his return as The Fiend. Uh, Mr. Marceau, I know you're a big Fiend fan, but I feel like you voted for Ciampa here. I actually voted for Bray Wyatt. Wow! Turning on Ciampa! Uh, I still haven't given up yet on him. I mean, I've been holding on that one for a while, too. I, mean, <laughs> I think the Tommaso Ciampa one was a bigger actual moment, but Bray Wyatt coming back and turning into what he's been now was a lot bigger. Mm -hmm. Honestly, shocked Owens is third, though. I mean, yeah, it was. I think it was more cool than, like, I don't know. I think the I think Tommaso coming back, even Sasha Banks was more of like a bigger return than Kevin Owens. But like I said, just happened, so fresh in everyone's little minds. Yeah, exactly. Taker uh, hey, getting zero, just like you said, it's just like it's like when Big Show used to come back like from injury and no one like it gets to a point that just people just don't care anymore. <laughs> I mean, I think Kane could get what used to be able to get away with it because like he used to be hurt and then like it was like a big moment coming back. Undertaker, like come on, who cares? Yeah. 
Yeah, you, you really just kind of come to expect it. I was kind of happy he wasn't at WrestleMania this year. People were pissed, like, oh, keep the streak alive of consecutive WrestleMania appearances. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a shit? The match with Goldberg was... Would you say that was the worst match of the year for 2019? I, I would. Actually, no, I would say it's Rollins and Wyatt, but I think Goldberg and Taker comes close. I mean, I didn't watch that show, so I couldn't even tell you how bad the match was. I just heard it was bad. I didn't watch it. <laughs> That's all you need to know right there. But, uh, yeah, I think the I think the Wyatt one is well-deserved just because Chomp has been great. I mean, the, the return was was awesome because we already had Balor come back on that same show, um, which was amazing. And that's I, – I was I was torn between the Balor return and the Chompa return. And I put Chomp in there because I know you would have popped for that one, and you would have been pissed if I didn't include it. So I had to put that one in there over uh, Balor because, you know, he came back. He was gone for longer, so it was a cooler moment. Um but yeah, Wyatt, I mean, he became the Fiend. He's been undefeated since then, um, I think. I mean, he didn't lose. I mean, yeah, he lost at Hell in the Cell, kind of, I, I guess. Anyway, though. Um, Don't even get that started. Don't even start. Just keep going. Well, I'll just keep going here. But still, he, he kicked off his run there, became Universal Champion, and still the best thing going in the company today. So uh, I'm not surprised Wyatt won, as you should have. We'll skip over the match of the year. We'll go back to that towards the end. I want to do the tag team stuff first. 2019 female tag team of the year. This was one of the more uh, the, the newer categories because I can't just do a male tag team thing anymore because we have a women's tag team division which they debuted on uh, back at Elimination Chamber in February. Now the tough thing with this one is that you mentioned it earlier. The division means nothing. The titles have meant nothing until recently. They may have invented a fucking pay per view, but before that they meant nothing. They couldn't even make the pay per views. Um, not that they are in- incredibly prestigious now. But they're just better off than they were a couple months ago. Um, that being said, though, it, it's hard to choose. Because, honestly, I, I I included all the tag teams I could think of. And a lot of them were just, you know, for the sake of, of filling out a spot. Like, for example, I put in the Riot Squad. Because if I didn't put in the Riot Squad, I don't even know who else I would include. I mean, Charlotte and Becky aren't a real team. Um, I wasn't going to include Naya and Tamina or... I don't even know who else there is that I didn't include, to be honest with you. Um, who else I mean, you... I'm glad you put them in. I th- you know, you know what? I'm glad you put them in, GSM, because you know, if you didn't put them in, that one Riot Squad mark would, would be freaking out. But then you, now you don't have to worry about it because you put them in and they got nothing, so now you don't have to worry about it. Exactly. Them. But that one, even that one Riot Squad mark knew they were so badly booked in 2019, they didn't even bother to vote for them. They couldn't. How could you bring yourself to vote for the Riot Squad when they did nothing? They got squashed by Ronda Rousey for months broke up, and they've done nothing. I mean, Ruby got hurt. Sarah's been a fucking loser. Um, she already kind of was anyway. And then Liv, just they've done nothing with either. Um, but she got, again, a big fat zero there. Big fat Cero Miedo. Um, but we also had Mandy and Sonya, Fire and Desire. This one's going to break your heart. 3.17% of the votes. Oof. I know they haven't done much this year. Very disappointing use of uh, Fire and Desire, but that's rough. Um, the fucking Iconics got better than them at 9.52, and they were champions for months, but their reign was so terrible, I'm not sure how anyone could vote for them. Um, that's probably why people did vote for them, was because they were champions for like four months, but they've been off, they've been off TV since they dropped the belts, which goes to show how much they really meant anyway, which was nothing. Um, after that we have 12.7% of the votes go to Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. A pleasant surprise, I thought they got, kind of got over very well, and they're a nice little tag team. Um, in second place was Sasha Banks and Bailey, the inaugural WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, and the you know they're they're a team now too technically um, as heels, so I had to include them. 
with 25.4% of the votes. And I guess you could vote for them because they were champions for about a month or two. They're back together now as heels. They're back together now as heels, and they're pretty entertaining. But the Kabuki Warriors, uh, they're winning this thing with 49.21% of the votes. Asuka and Kairi Sane, although they did not do anything for months, um, I think the work they've done in the last two or three months alone is worth them winning this poll. Um, because their work as heels has been great. They've had some really good matches. They main-evented a pay-per-view a couple weeks ago. They went back to NXT, defended the titles for the first time over there. Um, I, I've fucking loved the Kabuki Warriors in 2019. So I'm, I'm glad they won with this one with uh, 49% of the votes. Uh, what say you, RJ? Yeah, I, I voted for the Kabuki Warriors as well. Um, I thought this one was kind of... I guess now looking at it, I, I thought it was a lot easier when I first initially voted. Um... They've definitely had the best reign out of everyone on this rip, on this list. Um, Riot Squad, <laughs> I love the Riot Squad, Big Zero. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Mandy and Sonya, I mean, I think they are a good tag team. They just can't get the push that they need. I mean, they get they like start winning a little bit, then they start losing again. They start winning again. They take them off TV. They they tease some kind of storylines. They don't do anything for another month or two. They come back, they win, they come back, they lose. It's just, they can't get a, a like a firm a firm thing going. It's just they keep winning and losing and getting off TV. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what's going on with them. I think they both have like a lot of uh, potential, though. I mean, I think Sonya's shown a lot this year, and I think, I don't know, like she just lost to Carmella the other night. Like, how you, like... In two know, minutes? It bothers me, but I yeah. just, this is what it is. Yeah. And then... Iconics, like, come on, who the hell would vote for that? It's like <laughs> the, one of the worst title reigns of all time. They won yeah. would never on TV. Awful. They only were on TV to come back and lose belts. Yeah. To, which was whatever. Bliss and Cross, I thought, were a really good tag team. From They are still tagging now. I thought it was like, first it was kind of like an odd couple, but they've kind of uh, grown as a team, as, as faces now. And then Sasha and Bailey won the titles at first. Then Sasha was a crybaby and left. And then <laughs> now. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Love it. So but uh, I think hands down, Kabuki Warriors easily tag team of the year. Their heel run the last couple months has been great. Yeah, it's, they've had a great run. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do in the new year. I, I was, I was, uh, you know, petitioning for the Kabuki Warriors to be broken up coming out of the draft, but I'm glad they weren't because as heels, they've been amazing. And hopefully, uh, what, what's the over under on us getting an alliance between the Kabuki Warriors and Io Shirai in 2020? I hopefully big hopefully a big chance of that. <laughs> I think all three women are great and I think Eo's heel now, so I mean she could just fit right in. Um but I, I think they're they've I'm not sure if just the heel turn just can make people actually kinda of care about them. I mean, they're good wrestlers, so um maybe just the the language barrier just doesn't do a lot for a lot of people, but uh, I really enjoy them and I think they'll have a good twenty twenty. Bonus question, do you bring in Kenzo Suzuki to be their manager? No, you bring uh, Kenzo Suzuki's wife to be the manager. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> and, and the green—they already got the green mist down. They already got the green mist. Bring bring Tajiri back. <laughs> Why not? Bring back all the former Japanese wrestlers while you're at, it, including Taka Michinaka. Um, 2019 male tag team of the year. I thought this one was a bit tougher because tag team wrestling really hasn't meant anything this year, and that includes NXT. Uh, there were some great tag team matches this year, but like. There were some really good tag team matches this year, actually. But there was not one team that stood out as being, like, the team, in my opinion. 
Um, we had a number of different options here. One just ran away with the votes um, the same way they did last year. But real quick, we had the New Day, the Revival, Viking Raiders, the OC. Um, originally in that spot, I had... What was the other team I had? Not the OC. I had Brian and Eric Rowan. Um, but I put in the OC just because they've been more relevant recently. And, and Brian and Rowan were only really together for a few months as a tag team. So I put in the OC over them. And they won the World Cup shit. Doesn't matter. They got 3% of the votes. So it didn't even really matter anyway. Um, Street Profits, who had a very good year, I thought. Doesn't matter. They came in second to last with 7% of the votes. And then Undisputed Era, who ran away with this thing at 50.77% of the votes. Once again, a lot like last year. Um, they've been a great tag team. Even them, I mean, they weren't champions for most of the year like they were last year. It was easy to vote for them last year. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I thought the Viking Raiders were the choice. To, I thought I think they're the tag team of the year. Um, they beat Undisputed Era for the NXT Tag Team titles. Great match with them at the Phoenix Show. The New York match that we were in attendance for, them and Ricochet and Black, was awesome. They dropped the belts the next month. They vacated them, went to Raw. They've remained undefeated up until recently and became Raw Tag Team Champions a few months ago. So I would have voted for them, but that, that's just me. They came in third. Uh, they were behind the New Day with 15% of the votes. Uh, was the New Day. They were SmackDown Tag Team Champions twice this year. And I think people are more prone to vote for the New Day just because, you know, Kofi was relevant for a while as WWE champion and they all they held all the gold, so I get it. But um yeah, undisputed era, fifty percent of the votes this year as the tag team of the year for WWE. Um were they the tag team of the year, RJ, for twenty nineteen? I thought this was a slam dunk easy fucking layup, GSM. <laughs> picked I picked Undisputed Era, I mean the issue I have with the other teams basically is just this, just on the main, like you said, I agree with you 100%. Tag team wrestling in WWE, the umbrella as a whole has not been great in 2019. But, I mean, the Raw and SmackDown, like, I just, OC, like, I could give a two shits about the OC. <laughs> Revival are great, but they just keep, like, they're, just, they're in, like, that, they're winning, but just, like, they're beating people that no one cares. Like, Viking Raiders, you said, had a great year, but they're like the last like two months have been just facing like either the OC or enhancement talent every week. Like, who gives a shit? It just I don't know. And then the New Day, I don't even know how people would vote for them. I, like you said, maybe because of Kofi, but I mean the New Day as a team, they're great and all. But I mean I wouldn't say they really had a great year. And the Street Profits, you know my stance on them. So mm -hmm. I thought there was an easy win for the Undisputed Era. Yeah, it's really just process of elimination. I thought the Revival, I mean, for a team that held three tag team titles this year, would have gotten more votes, but at the same time, they were booked terribly every single time. They only got the championships because WWE desperately wants them to stay and not go to AEW, so I get it. But uh, Undisputed Era probably had the best matches on the whole, uh, from TV to takeovers and stuff like that. Even the latter match they were in that we were in attendance for at TakeOver 25 that they did not win was an amazing match, too, that the Street Profits won. So, uh, yeah, they are the... Tag Team of the Year. Uh, now for the final three, uh, let's see, categories here. First, Match of the Year. I Honestly, it was not a great year overall, I would say, when we were talking about overall 2019 thoughts. It was not a great year for WWE, to be honest with you, um, creatively. But we did have a lot of great matches, um, even more so than last year. Last year, I was really scrapping at the bottom of the barrel to find good matches to include in this poll um, for Match of the Year. Like... I forgot what ended up winning, to be honest with you. Probably something from NXT. Um, but it, it was hard to come up with matches because there weren't many great matches outside of NXT in 2018. This year, was, that was not a problem. 
I included three from the main roster, two from NXT, and then one from NXT UK. So in chronological order, Johnny Gargano versus Ricochet for the NXT North American Championship from TakeOver Phoenix. A match I think a lot of people forgot about, which is why it came in second to last year with 4% of the votes. Um, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles came in last with 3% of the votes. Again, a match people forgot about. It was an amazing match. The feud wasn't great. It's was kind of forgettable, very basic. But the match can was... Tell, can you even tell you what happened in that match? Jesus, Mr. Marcel. I know I was there, so I'm biased, but the match was fucking great. Easily Rollins' best match this year, but that's just May. Uh, 3% of the votes. We also had, um, in fourth place, Brian and Kofi for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 35, where Kofi Kingston became champion. Amazing match. We had in second place, I'm sorry, third place, Becky and Sasha, the match you mentioned earlier, for the Raw Women's Championship from Hell in a Cell. Great match um, between those two. Best probably women's match of the year, if not Io Shirai and Candice. And then second place was Walter and Tyler Bate for the WWE United Kingdom title. NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. Very happy that got as many votes as it did. Um, I did not think people would vote for that. I really didn't. We talked about that at the time. And I said back then that was one of the best matches I've seen all year. And I stand by that. I'm very happy that I got 22%. I didn't think people even saw the match, but apparently they did. So I thought that was cool. Um, but winning, which it should have, with uh, 41.91.94% of the votes here, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole for the NXT Championship at TakeOver New York. Uh, amazing match. Thought it was great. Uh, the best match in NXT history, even better than Andrade and Gargano that we saw in Philly the year before that we were also in attendance for. Um, but yeah, Gargano and Cole winning this thing with 41% of the votes. We were there, RJ. Do you agree with this winning? <laughs> so I didn't vote for this one. What, Mr. Marceau? I did, not, I did not vote for this one. I mean... Did you forget? I great match. Like, so I honestly liked the one for 25 better when we were there. I think Cole, Cole winning was... I thought it was a bigger moment, but it was a great match. Honestly, I, I could not not vote for this. I voted for Becky and Sasha. I mean, it's probably one of my favorite main event, main roster matches in like last five years. I honestly really enjoyed that match. I might be in the, in the, my, like, might be alone in this one, but I, I really enjoyed that match. I mean, oh, you... I was even going to watch the show and I just turned it on and I'm pretty sure they kicked the show off and I was like, oh, I might as well just watch it. Mm -hmm. but, I mean, I fucking love that match. I thought it was a great match. <laughs> very, very good. I thought they, like, very innovative. They tried a lot of different things I've never seen before and just, I don't know, really enjoyed it. I mean, <laughs> I think Cole and Gargano was very good as well, but, I don't know, one of my favorite main roster matches, so I couldn't not vote for it. So you're saying that it was, um, that you, when you say you didn't vote for it, you're talking about the Gargano-Cole thing, not not the poll itself. Correct. Oh, I, that's what I thought you were saying. I'm like, how did you skip over this one? But okay, that makes no, more sense. No, I voted for Becky and uh, Sasha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that's fine. I thought you were going to say, like, fucking Rollins and AJ, even though you didn't. You said you don't, <laughs> you don't remember the match. Couldn't tell you what happened. Yeah, but uh, no, this was a tough one. There were a lot of great matches. Becky and Sasha was great, and I know you liked that match because you texted me that day, I think. I didn't watch the show live. I watched it the next day. But um, you did what you watched it that night, and you were like, "No spoilers." But Becky and Sasha was an excellent match, and you don't say that about many matches. So I knew it was high praise coming from you, and it was a great match—the best women's match of the year, um, if not Io and Candice. Probably this one because this one had higher stakes. Blow off for the feud makes more sense. 
I gotta go Gargano Cole. I thought it was the best match, best match I've ever seen live. Best match um, in NXT history. Best NXT Championship match. Best best takeover. Uh, I just fucking love that match. And the 25 one was great too. Cole winning was just amazing. I mean, we were there. We freaked out. Everyone was happy except for Alexis, who loves Gargano. But I said, <laughs> "Get over it, you little pero." Um, it was an amazing moment. And Walter and Bay. I'm again. I'm glad it got as many. Votes as it did. Uh, I know you like that match too, right? Yeah, I really actually I really enjoyed that show. I thought it was like you said better than Blackpool. I thought the Carter show was great. The crowd was fucking unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I really enjoyed Bay versus Walter as well. Yeah, Bay Walter was great. But Bay is a star. No astrologist, but the guy's a star, single star. The guy's amazing. I I was listening to his music the other day. I fucking love Tyler Bay. The guy's amazing. He's pretty good. He's not Tainara, but yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> the funny thing is, I didn't watch NXT with Alexis yesterday, but I don't think she she still does not know. If I say Tainara, she doesn't know who Tainara is. She knows, she says something, she goes, every time we watch the show and she's on, she's like, oh, it's, who is that? I'm like, she's always on the show, dude. How do you not know who Tainara is? You know what I mean? Like, she's always on the show and she's always losing. <laughs> You are true. She's always losing, unless she's facing like someone that's new. I don't know. I think her fucking. I love her theme. I don't know. I just really. She like does have theme. a good theme. I, yeah, I, she does. Got a lot of potential. So I mean, I'm on the train right now. I was gonna say she was like C.J. Parker with a vagina, but C.J. Parker was not near. I mean, he was good, but the guy had a terrible gimmick. Tynara is really good. She actually is a lot better than people give her credit for. She's coming along really nicely for someone that doesn't have much experience with wrestling. I think she's been a very nice. Not success story quite yet, but she's come along very nicely in the last year or two. Couldn't agree more. 2019 Female Wrestler of the Year. I mean, we won't, we'll just cut right to the chase. Becky Lynch. I mean, how can you vote for anyone other than her? 58% of the votes. Um, I feel bad in retrospect. I probably should have put in Rhea Ripley, but I put in EO over her. Uh, EO came in fourth with 9% of the votes. I'm sorry, third actually. Um, Charlotte and Bailey tied with 8%, and then last was Ronda at 3 I had to put Ronda in there just because she was champion for the first quarter of the year, main event and mania. I almost put in Sasha, but Sasha, I know she was tag team champion, came back as a heel, so just for behind-the-scenes stuff, I almost put in Sasha, but I put in Ronda over her at the last second. Um, second was Shayna with 12%. So I almost I, I I would have voted um Bailey had a pretty good year. She was champion for the better part of the year, won the tag titles, SmackDown tag team title twice, the Money in the Bank briefcase for the women, turned heel. She's had a pretty good year. Sheena's was champion for like ninety eight percent of the year, so I'm not surprised there. And then Becky with fifty eight percent of the votes. This I mean, how how could she not? I mean, she's won at almost every pay per view she was in, you know, she wrestled on for the most part. It was never pinned, I don't think. Um, you know, she main evented multiple pay-per-views more than any woman ever. She main evented TLC, Survivor Series, WrestleMania, uh, Stomping Grounds, or rather Extreme Rules, not Stomping Grounds. Uh, won the Women's Rumble, won the main event of WrestleMania, SmackDown Women's Tag Team Champion, Raw Women's Champion. I mean, not, not Tag Team Champion, but SmackDown Women's Champion. How can you not vote for Becky Lynch? This one was really a wash here. Yeah, this one was the e- easily the easiest one of all of them. Like, Becky... Hands down on the best season, had season best of year um, for for the women. I mean, like you said, she main evented pay per views. She was all over Raw. Um, I still, I, I don't even think. I feel like she's obviously she's cooled down a little bit, but I would still say she's, I would say as hot as she was 
a little bit a little cooled off, but still still pretty hot right now going. Mm-hmm. Um, Shayna had a really great year as well. I mean, a lot of people don't like Shayna, so I don't think that's why she didn't get a ton of votes. Mm-hmm. Um, Io, probably the one of, if not the best, women's wrestler in the world right now. I agree. Like, so if you want to go physically wrestling, she's she has to be up there. She's had an amazing year. Um, hasn't won anything really. I don't think she's won. No, she hasn't won any titles nope. or anything, but she's had a great year. Um, so I would definitely say she's up there. Charlotte, kind of don't really care about Charlotte. Been there, done that. Ronda Rousey, <laughs> who's only here for like three months. And then Bailey, like you said, she's had a very underrated year. Very great, good year for her as well. I mean, I remember when she used to be on SmackDown with Becky and they were literally doing nothing with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's great seeing her having a good year. I'm not in love with their heel turn, but it's different. Um, but I'm glad that she she's on this list as well. I think she had a very underrated year. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, I think more people. I think Bailey should have probably uh, not come in second, but got more votes than she did. But I mean, again, I mean, it, it was really a wash here. You can't really vote for anyone but Becky. She was uh, on the cover of the video game. I forgot to mention that with Roman Reigns. Um, Io, I think was the funny thing is that she was. I was gonna say she was on four takeovers, but didn't win a single one. She did win in Toronto, so she did win that match. But she might be the only woman that wasn't. Um, uh, Re- uh, Shayna Baszler that was on four takeovers this year, but didn't that 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 uh you know that wasn't a champion. You know she was on the Mania one that we were at. She was at Takeover twenty five that we were at. She was in Toronto and she was at War Games too. She won in Toronto and that was about it. But she was still on four takeovers and you know the heel turn has been the best thing to happen to her. I mean, to be fair, you were already sold on Shirai. Um, before she went heel, you were like her sole supporter in Bridgeport at TakeOver 25. And the heel turn only really made it that much better. I mean, Io Shirai is probably, like you said, the best women's wrestler in the world right now. I, I would definitely say, I don't know, I just think I think it's just the, I don't know if it's the culture. Like, I think, like, it's, with the, with the Japanese women, I just, I don't know, I just don't think the American crowd really, I don't know, like, I think Kyrie, like, Obviously, Kyrie, EO, and Oscar all great in their own aspect, but they're with the traditional like Joshi garb and stuff. People, just, I don't know, I don't know if people don't really like it or just don't really care. But like you as a as a face, I thought she was so easy to get over with the crowd. I feel like she kind of just sputtered a little bit. Maybe mm-hmm. just because, maybe not even just because of her herself, but it's like they've seen Oscar, they've seen Kyrie. They're pretty similar. Obviously, their wrestling's a little bit different, but you know, it's still the same kind of. I don't even know how to like. They kind of do the same kind of stuff as well. Like, they like have their high high spots and they have the same attire, same kind of everything. So maybe the crowd just didn't like her at that aspect. But I mean, she was the first one of all in the turn heel, and the crowd definitely yeah. went with her. So I mean, I think the heel turn was the best thing to happen to her all year. Oh no, easily. It's been it's been the be- one of the better stories in that women's division all year. Um, she's had a really, really strong year overall. Hopefully, a future NXT Women's Champion. Um, but yeah, we the, the women's division in the whole for NXT is looking really bright. I mean, I didn't include again even Ripley here. I probably should have included, but you know, Tony Storm had a really good year. She was champion for most of it. Kylie Ray really broke out. I know you're a big Kylie Ray fan. Um, you know, we we had uh, Bianca. She didn't really do much, but you know. She had a decent year. Uh, Kyrie, she was in. She was yeah. Kyrie had a pretty good year too. Asuka, I uh, was champion for for many months of the, out of the year. So uh, yeah, really good year for women's wrestling. I thought maybe not on the main roster specifically, but definitely in NXT. 
And then we'll close this thing out with the 2019 Male Wrestler of the Year. Um, we had Seth Rollins, Kofi Kingston, Brock Lesnar, Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole, and Johnny Gargano. I mean, in retrospect, it's not like he got zero, so I don't regret putting him in here. And he was NXT champion. He was North American champion. In retrospect, I do regret not putting Walter in here. I think Walter had a better year better year overall than Gargano. Because Gargano, you got to realize, was gone for like the second half of the year. Like he lost the championship, disappeared for like two months, came back for the match with Cole, lost again, disappeared, came back, um, and then disappeared again because he got hurt. So... I, I think it's tough to kind of include Gargano here, but he did win a lot of championships, had a lot of amazing matches. From an in-ring standpoint, you could say that he was the ma- he was the wrestler of the year, but he wasn't, you know, the guy this year, I don't think, the same way that Adam Cole was, who won with 54% of the votes. Um, we had in second, the only closest person that we had was Daniel Bryan with 15.63% of the votes. And then Brock came in last. Brock was a champion almost all year, and he, he came in and he came in dead last with three percent of the votes. Rollins had seven point eight one percent. He was in second to last, tied with Gargano. And then in third was Kofi, who had a great year too. Not towards the end, but he was a SmackDown Tag Team Champion. Now he is, and he was WWE Champion, and he got over big, uh, you know, more over than anyone else could have ever imagined. Uh, didn't include Roman here. This might be the first year. They, that I did not put Roman Reigns in the polls. Um, he didn't really have that good of a year. I mean, he had a pretty good year, but not like from an accomplishment standpoint. But do you agree, RJ, with Adam Cole as the 2019 wrestler, male uh, male wrestler of 2019? Yeah, I 100% agree. I'm surprised he didn't get even more votes than he got. I mean, obviously all these other guys didn't have a good year. But, I, I mean, I would say out of every, even any wrestling company, I think Adam Cole had the best male wrestling year. Any 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 company. I mean, he had an amazing year. All his matches are great. Came up. He was great during the NXT uh, for Survivor Series. He was great in that role. That match he had with uh, Brian on uh, that SmackDown show after Saudi was a great amazing match. I, mean, I think he's just had a really great year, and uh, yeah, I think he's definitely. I think he's the wrestler of the year in any company, especially WWE. Definitely. I mean, the, the the funny thing is that he's been here for two years, but he really broke out this year because. I think a big knock on Cole for a while was that he was... I mean, the guy's a star. I mean, we've been saying that even well before he joined NXT, you and I both, but um, he never really had that one breakout match. I mean, the Aleister Black match was great, actually, from the Philly show that we were at, and the ladder match he was in. Actually, that's a fucking lie, actually, because the ladder match was great, the Ricochet match was great in Brooklyn. He did have a lot of good matches, but people never really saw him as being a great wrestler until, like, the matches with Gargano. And then he had a great match with Dunn at Survivor Series. Um, they stole the show that night. The match with Matt Riddle was fucking great on NXT on October 2nd. And the Daniel Bryan match was also really, really good. And the Balor match last week was also great. So the guy had an amazing year. Um, I, I really don't know how you can go with anyone else but Adam Cole as the WWE slash NXT wrestler of 2019. And that wraps it up. That's our year in review awards. Thank you, RJ, for helping me break it down. Thanks to everyone for voting. Um, I love doing this every year. Um, and this is our seventh year doing it. So appreciate everyone taking the time all throughout December for voting on the polls. We'll be back in 2020. 
But now we close down the polls and focus on the 2020 Royal Rumble game, which RJ is very familiar with. He's won before. Um, that's where he got his vintage WrestleRant Radio t-shirt from, so we'll see if he wins again. We, we have had a two-time winner before. Uh, maybe RJ can win it again this year, but more details on that are forthcoming. Real quickly, though, before we uh, close it down here, RJ, for the decade, uh, some quick questions. Your thoughts on this decade in wrestling. Just overall, real quick, because, you know, you, you started watching in 02. So you were kind of watching for almost all of that decade, too. How does this decade in wrestling compare to that decade of your fandom? Um, hmm, that's actually a really good question, T.S. Um, kids fucking keep me on my toes. I try, I try. Um, I would say, like, this. De- I've enjoyed this decade more, because I've been older and I've been able to go to more shows and been able to experience more stuff i mean when i was 10 years old i wasn't going to shows that often yeah i mean it wasn't until probably 2012 2013 when i started going to more shows and then once we became friends we've obviously gone to a ton of shows and stuff like that something i can always talk like me when i was younger i didn't really have anyone to talk to about wrestling either so wasn't as I mean, I still enjoyed it a lot. I thought the wrestling, like, they had better feuds and better storylines and just a lot of better things. But at that point, I mean, I would say the wrestling at this point has become better. But the stories and stuff back then were amazing. at all the legends and stuff mm-hmm. in their prime. But, I mean, I think this decade, I think the beginning, I, I hated the beginning of this decade. Like, 2010, 2011, like, didn't love it. I mean, I was surprised I actually stayed. I, I almost fell out of it in 2011, mm-hmm. 2010, around that time. But... I mean, it's been a good decade. I've went to a ton of shows, so I mean, that's always fun doing that. But I think I think it's been a good decade. I'd say right around WrestleMania 30 time is like kind of started back up when the good, and then that's when NXT started kind of getting hot again. Started getting hot. I mean, it's been a good decade. I'd say I've enjoyed all the shows I've been to and such. So actually, 2016 Hell in a Cell sucked. Um, <laughs> but besides that, I've had a good time. I mean. I think, that, like I said, definitely getting older and stuff made the decade better, but, mm-hmm. I mean, I still have fond memories of 02, 03. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, most definitely. We, we went to a lot of shows this decade, a lot of shows, a lot of house shows, pay-per-views, Raws, SmackDowns. Uh, we went to AEW multiple times, so very cool. But uh, we're closing out the decade with Raw on Monday, the final wrestling show of the decade, and we're going to be there. I was actually in attendance for the final Raw of the 2000s, too. I was actually at the final Raw of 2009, so I've been in the final Raw of the decade for the last two decades, so i got to keep this streak going on on Monday uh, with Mr. Marceau and Alexis. Um, in Hartford, should be a good show. You already have your blazer picked out, right? Yeah, I got it ready for the wedding and the tie. Can't fucking wait. Can't fucking wait to celebrate the end of the decade with Mr. Marceau. No, no better way to close it out. But um, final two questions. Your wrestler of the decade. Now I don't. I know we don't watch like New Japan closely, so it may very well be Okada for all we know, and everyone else's opinion. But from what you've seen, from the wrestling you've watched, RJ, from the little bit of TNA to Lucha, AEW, WWE, everything else, who is your wrestler of the decade? Jesus Christ! Put you on the spot. Um. Um, God, this is not easy. Um, honestly, there's only one name right when you said it that I thought of right away. I would say Daniel Bryan. I don't know. That's I was, I dude, right 
I was just about to... I was thinking Daniel Bryan, but it's hard to say him at number one because he was gone for like half of it. But I just That's the first person I could think of. Um, Who did I say is number one when we talked a couple weeks ago? I don't even remember. I don't, I don't, think, think, I don't think we even stated like... I don't think we gave like a set list. I think we just like said who we thought. <sighs> I don't know. Like Seth Rollins had a good decade, but I don't say he was the wrestler of the decade. AJ had a pretty good decade. I don't know. I, I would, yeah, but the thing is, like, I didn't really watch him in TNA and, and New Japan and shit like that. New Japan, any of that crap. Um, I don't know. If I just go WWE, I would definitely say Daniel Bryan because it's the only person I can think of at this Fuck. point. I can't. I, I dude, it's tough to say. I mean, honestly. Not that I would give him the number one spot, but I've said it before, Brock Lesnar. I mean, the guy won how many titles this year? He's like the sixth longest reigning WWE champion of all time, and that's not even including his universal title reigns. The guy's been champion overall, um, like an overall champion in WWE, probably for well over a thousand days as world champion, which is fucking crazy. Um, And that's most of that being in this decade. So Brock would be up there too, because he came back and had a great return. Um, Fuck. I mean, yeah, probably Roman and Seth. Cena, not really. He kind of died out this decade. He, he, you know, became more of a part-timer in 2015. Yeah, it's definitely tough. Like I said, Lesnar, like, the thing is, when I think of wrestler, I think of people that, like, yeah, he's had a long reign and stuff, but he's, like, he's not always on the show. Yeah. I mean, you're probably I mean, right. Like, technically, want to go dominance. Yeah, Lesnar, he was champion of friggin', like, every, since he's returned, I'm pretty sure he's been champion every year and for a good amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan, though, is hard to argue against because he was gone for a while, you know, from 2016 to 20, 2015, really, because he announced his retirement in 2016, but he was gone uh, like a year before that, before he announced it in 2015. And then he got hurt for the better part of 2014. So he missed almost all of 2014. 2015, he missed all of 2016, all of 2017. Then he came back in early 2018. That being said, though, he debuted at the onset of the decade in NXT, had a breakout year, that great feud with The Miz, became United States champion. 2011 became Money in the Bank winner, uh, was already still U.S. champion, won the World Heavyweight Championship, really broke out in 2012, was World Heavyweight champion. Um, you know, got the Yes thing over for a while, got Team Hell No over, great tag team, one of the better tag teams of the decade. 2013 continued that momentum as WWE champion, got over as a single star, main event in multiple pay-per-views. 2014, headline WrestleMania. And then the guy's gone. He was GM for a while. He was a great GM. Did commentary Talking for the smack. Cruiserweight Classic. Talking smack. Talking smack, amazing role for him. That was a great show. One of the more underrated shows of the decade. Comes back, became WWE champion and SmackDown Tag Team champion. Uh, his babyface once again. And uh, is once again going after the Universal Championship. So honestly, Mr. Marceau, you might have a uh, you might have a uh, argument there for Daniel Bryan. I mean, I'm sticking with it. I mean, I think Rollins, like you said, Rollins reigns have good, but I, just, I don't know. Daniel Bryan is the first name I could even think of. Uh, yeah, Rollins was great and all, but he never really reached the popularity that Bryan did for the time that he was around. You know, and he's still popular now. That's the thing. Yep. People never stop cheering for Daniel Bryan. All right, final question. Your favorite show that you debuted and it debuted. I'm, I'm thinking of something else. Um, your favorite show that you went to in the 2010s. Favorite show? 
favorite show? I mean, actually, I mean, you already said it earlier, Takeover New York. Well, that was the best show. Was that your favorite that was the show? Best show I went to. Um, fuck. Best show I went to. Is it WrestleMania 30? It's probably WrestleMania 30. I mean, WrestleMania 30 was definitely fun. Honestly, I really enjoyed going to fucking. This kid's. This is probably one of the last ones you're gonna think of. I fucking loved going to Vegas for GSM. <laughs> what? The, wait, that that's was a, a fun trip. I actually really enjoyed that trip. So. Oh wait, okay. So we'll break this down. Favorite show that you went to, but favorite overall experience though, including okay, the weekend itself. WrestleMania 30. It's no, nothing's gonna ever top that. The overall weekend or the show? Just the weekend and the show. Okay, I mean, okay. I enjoyed that show a ton. I mean. Also, with my first WrestleMania, yeah, I was fucking all over Daniel Bryan. Like that was like the perfect show for me. But the actual experience, I don't know. I, I'd say Vegas was really fun. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a yeah. I didn't even think about that, but Chicago GSM was fun. I'm trying to think what else we've done. Philly. Philly. I mean, Philly was fun. <laughs> like, so many shows. It's Philly fun. was underrated. Orlando. Orlando, where well, you were in, oh yeah, you were in Orlando. I was gonna say you were in Orlando. Yeah, yeah not with you, but I was in Orlando. Yeah, New Orlando and New York, kind of the same thing. I mean, I said you should get there early, and you're running in for the fucking cruiserweight match. <laughs> Wait for Mania thirty, yeah, for thirty three. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Philadelphia was under like usually the most underrated trip I went to. Fun yeah, it was great. The Uber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That show was so underrated. Literally, like, the shows are great, and then we just had funny experiences around that. Yeah. We showed up with the wrong Uber, like, her car was in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then, shit. Uh, where else did we go? We went to New, New York Jersey, this year. And, uh, went to your favorite Newark, New Jersey, and went to McDonald's. <laughs> just kidding. We went yes. In a back alley, almost got killed. <laughs> yeah, shit all. Where else did we go? SummerSlam weekends we went to a couple times. Yeah, we went to... Uh, 2015 in Brooklyn. Yeah, so, I mean, we've had a lot of fun times with the AW Dark. Like I said, we've had a ton of house shows. I mean... Well, don't forget the Mr. Marceau farewell tour from 2015 to 2016. And that's one year, in your senior year, we went to SummerSlam, if you want to count that. We went to Raw in Boston. The NXT house show, which was probably the best show of them all. SmackDown, we went to uh, Not Hell in the Cell. I thought we went. To, oh, we went to Extreme Rules to end it, but that was a great string of shows right there. Yeah, we went to went to Extreme Rules the day after I graduated college. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Timing could not have worked out better. The NXT House Show in Lowell a couple years ago, a couple of Lowell House shows, the 2017 one, 2016. The NXT House Show in Boston in 2016 was great too. Um, trying to think what else. Rumble. We already said that Philly was great. Uh, this year, Double or Nothing, we went to Dynamite and Dark was cool. Uh, WrestleMania weekend was fun this year. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. The first show I think I went to you with, no, we didn't, I didn't go with you, but was SummerSlam, I think. Yeah, I, I met up with you at SummerSlam 2015. Was that Raw, the first show that we went to together, or even though I knew you for like a year and a half? Was that it? No, TL- didn't- no, we didn't go together, but we're at the same show. TLC. Yeah, TLC was that same year, but that was afterward, though. I, I, I must be, because I, I can't remember. I can't believe I didn't go to a show with you until that Raw. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I didn't really go to many shows in 2014. And if I. You went to Money in the Bank, but that was after we left campus, and that show was. <laughs> I didn't like that show, and I'm glad I didn't go. What show? Money in the Bank 2014. 
That's a great show. And what when Rollins won the title? Oh, come on. Run the won the briefcase. Yeah, I mean, besides that, the show is fucking terrible. It was like Fandango and I don't even know what Damien Sandnet Ball yeah, Revere. That, that show in hindsight sucked. I mean, I, I still like have fond memories because Rollins won. I was such a Rollins mark at the time, so. You don't love Paul Revere, Damien Sandos Ball Revere? That was honestly really funny. <laughs> Him, the elbow is coming. The elbow is coming. <laughs> so stupid. Funny. But yeah, yeah, I think. Forgot him pop. Terrible. Oh, Hell in a Cell 2016. You forgot, I almost forgot to mention it. Oh, my God. Jesus. Show was a shit show. I forgot to mention my favorite show I've ever been to. <laughs> that was terrible. That show was easily the worst. Not even close. Honestly, that's one of those shows that it was so bad I remember everything that happened. Yeah, so I know. Exactly. It was undoubtedly the worst show we've ever been to. Like, it, didn't Ru- uh, Rusev and Roman Reigns open the, open the show with a Hell in a Cell match? <laughs> yeah, Roman and Rusev, yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Terrible. Was it him? Was it Cena at the chain match with Russian chain match? Russian chain match? No, that was Extreme Rules. Yeah. That was some other... We didn't go to that show. But yeah, definitely the, the older shows are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they were they were all great shows. Hopefully we can uh, ring in the new year with a great show. I don't know what the first show... I have a show... question for you. What, what was your most disappointed moment from the decade? That I was in attendance for? Just period. In period. I mean, I only have two hands. I can't. I can't even count. I mean, I'm trying to think. Disappointing. Jesus, Mr. Marcel, keeping me on my toes. Daniel Bryan retiring was pretty was pretty disappointing. I mean, obviously he came back. Are you talking about like booking decision or just like disappointing in general? Booking decision. Anything, whatever you think of. Probably Brian retiring, because that was like, oh, that sucked. But, I mean, he obviously got redeemed. Um, Anything with Ryback, they messed up big time, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you this right now, I won't I won't spoil it, but I'm putting up an article tomorrow you're going to love. Ten wrestlers that should have been bigger this decade. You could probably name all ten, because <laughs> there's so many. There was like a whole crop of guys in like the early 2010s, like, oh, going to become a future world champion. Like people like Ryback and Wade Barrett, and that never did, you know? Yeah. Um, the Nexus was very disappointing. I mean, I know that's, that was peaking early, but they fucked that up big time. That was disappointing. Um, Summer of Punk was awesome. I'm trying to think what else. In re- recent years, there's, you know, in recent years, it's one of those things where it's like we had a lot of, you know, not a lot of great moments, but not a lot of bad moments either. It was just kind of there. It just kind of existed. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have any obvious answers for that one? I can't think of Mine many. Li- I will go down on my grave with this one. What? Daniel, uh, not Daniel Bryan. Bray Wyatt losing WrestleMania 30. I oh, never oh okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. No, I we still talk about that to this that. day. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. It was the most, one of the most disappointing things of all time. Also, too, this will go down as one of the most controversial moments of the decade. Roman winning the Rumble in 2015. That was just oh, where it all went downhill. I remember that. That was br- that was pretty bad. So that and yeah, Bray Wyatt wins the cake because I mean he's a champion now. But how long did it take him to recover? Six years? I mean, come on, dude, that's bad. <laughs> like, literally took him like five, six years to get back. It wasted half of a decade. That's that's pretty bad. Um, and then Rusev not winning. I mean, I don't think it was as big because I mean not as. I mean Bray Wyatt was pretty hot at that time. Yeah. He lost a big match, John. I mean, come on. Yeah. 
No, I agree. That was definitely the worst, but yeah, no, I think that was going to do it. I thought I was going to ask you one more question, but I can't remember. Best I'll show. My favorite moment of the year or the decade, decade. Easily, looking back at now, it's still amazing. Fucking Mark Henry's fake retirement. Really? Down, Overall? Like, oh, I saw you tweet that. Yeah, that was a great moment. Oh, I watched the other, I've watched it like two or three times. It's fucking gold. Yeah, like, I know. Broke that on like the dirt sheets he was going to retire. Everyone thought he was going to retire, and then just that heel turn was amazing. That was a great heel turn. Best moment you were in attendance for, though. How about that? We were in attendance for great ones. <laughs> Brian winning at WrestleMania 30. Ah, okay, okay. That's an easy one for you. Or the feet getting broken. I was freaking out. What, for the Hardy Boys? No, for... Oh, that was good. That was, oh, my God. That was big, too. Oh, oh, streak. you said broken. And then you're talking about the coal line. You're talking about the streak. Is that what you're talking about? The streak. I mean, that... The Hardy Boys coming back was amazing, too. I was on camera. You were on camera. You're forever solidified in that moment. You and Molly. Molly's like, who the fuck are these druggies? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was that was great. I mean, the streak getting broken. I was like, "Peter, fucking pin drop in that place." I know that was a great moment. I know you were freaking. I saw the picture, the biggest smile on your face after th- that was like, "Is that still your profile picture on Twitter?" I think it is, right? Yeah, with the eat, sleep, rest, uh, eat, sleep, conquer, repeat shirt. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Great moment. And uh, what was the other one? Streak getting broken. Hardy boys. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I'm a master rip leader. I'm a master lip reader, rather, and I think you can hear Molly say in that moment when they show you guys on camera, she goes, isn't that the same guy that got drunk at Victory Road 2011? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That, unbelievable. That's got to be one of the top moments of the decade. <laughs> Victory Road 2011? Literally, it was almost a nail in the coffin for TNA. I know. That was amazing. That was amazing. Oh, oh Rollins' return was pretty great, too. Oh, extreme rules. Uh, extreme rules. That was fun too. Pointed in the knee, and Rey Mysterio coming back was also one of my favorite moments of the, uh, of the decade. At uh, the uh, what was it? the Rumble last year? Yeah. Rumble last year. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, he hasn't really done anything, so I mean. No, but the moment yeah. it's, we were talking about that for a while, though we were like, "Oh, Rey Mysterio is coming back," and then he actually came back. That's why it was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. Yeah. No, great decade. Great decade. Can't wait for the next one. Exactly. Could not agree more. So that's it, Mr. Marceau. We're closing on 2019 with a bang. Thanks as always for coming on. I uh, thought it was only fitting to have you on the last show of not only 2019 of the 2010s. You've been a big part of the show since the start. Practically, you came on the show and fucking two or three months after I started doing it. So thank you for your uh, continued involvement, uh, being a uh, big part of the show. Always enjoy talking, even if it's a quarterly basis here on the show, um, including this one. So it's probably like the big five. We have a Rumble show, Mania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and then the end-of-the-year ones too, which is always a blast. So the cool thing about this time of the year is that I get to talk to November, December, and January with Rumble coming up uh, next month. And I'm seeing you Monday for the yeah. uh, for Ron Harford. So I'm very spoiled at the moment. Fluff the pillows out. <laughs> I'm getting those, uh, getting the pancakes ready for Mr. Marceau on uh, New Year's Eve morning. Can't wait. So. All right, Mr. Marceau, you go enjoy the rest of your 2019. Thanks for joining me. And any uh, final thoughts as we ride off into the sunset here? Fluff the pillows. <laughs> That's going to be your hashtag of the week here on WrestleRant Radio. All right, yep. Mr. Marceau, thanks a lot. Enjoy the rest of your holiday season. Go wear that Santa hat. And I'll catch your ass down the road in 2020. See you later, GSM. Actually, I'm a liar. I'll see you next week, so I'll see you in 2019. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) Marty fucking up. That's a great note to end on. Adios, Mr. Marceau. Catch your ass down the road. See you later, GSM. Peace.
And on that note, folks, you can check out new episodes of WrestleRant Radio every single week right here on NextToWrestling.net, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Podbean. We're all over the place, baby. So subscribe today for new episodes every single week. New episode coming your way on the 2nd of January. Hoping to get on a super special guest to discuss the best pay-per-view themes of the decade for the 2010s. With I, I might as well just spoil it right now. Jamie Lee Mack. And if that's not coming up next week, um, then maybe the week after that. But either way, big show coming up your way next week here on WrestleRant Radio. The very first show of not only 2020, but of the decade. So let's ring in the new year with a bang. That being said, guys, thanks as always for your support of the show this year and every other year up to this point. Super appreciate it. We'll be back in the new year. Until then, have a very Merry Christmas, a very Happy New Year. I'm Graham Jason Matthews, and we'll catch your ass down the road in 2020. Merry belated Christmas, folks, and welcome back to Wrestle Rant Radio for Thursday, December 26, 2019. I am Graham Giason Matthews, coming to you live for the first, or rather final episode, not the first, the final episode. I already met. Fuck, let me start over. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to power through, but then you just... I was going to, and I'm like, I can't. <laughs>